0: Hey, Leah, welcome back to episode 29 of the Biteable podcast.
1: Here we are. I'm standing up today because I'm ready. I'm ready to fight the robots. I'm ready to stand up to the robots for my job.
0: You have a, you have a daunting task ahead of you, potentially. Um, so as, noticed, as you have probably noticed in the title of this pod, we are talking about AI and copywriting. And, you know, just for a little bit of context, you know, AI took the world by storm a year ago, a couple of weeks ago, it kind of resurfaced after things kind of calmed down a little bit, maybe, but mm-hmm. it's all over the news with, you know, Sam Altman and OpenAI Board and all that CEO drama, right? And while all of that is interesting on a number of different levels, all of that drama really doesn't have an impact on those of us in the trenches who are tasked with doing more with less mm-hmm. and you know still seeing if ai can help marketers do their jobs on a daily basis and one of those daily jobs that i think about marketing is copywriting and admittedly i'm a very bad copywriter and leah every day I am continually impressed by your copywriting skills. And I thought it'd be interesting for us to just chat about like, do we think AI can or will ever replace a human at what I consider the all important task of connecting people, connecting with people, excuse me, through words.
1: Yeah. I mean, I am a copywriter. That's why I'm good at it. It is, it is my profession. Um, But, like, so obviously I have a horse in this race, right? I have a horse in this race. Um, And I think we have an interesting perspective because we were pretty early adopters of this whole thing, which, by the way, it's – I feel like it needs to be acknowledged how wild it is that it's been a year, basically, since ChatGPT launched. And two years ago, we would have thought this was the most wild thing on the planet. And now I feel like we've all kind of just gotten used to it. But it is – wild what you can do with ai at the moment like it's really pretty good to the point where we're having this conversation of is it good enough to replace people Mm -hmm. um and so yeah like i said i obviously have a horse in the race but i do think it's worth saying that kind of no matter what your profession you've got to be like open to rolling with the technological punches because it comes for everyone like even surgeons have to like keep up with new things or you're gonna get left behind. You know, yeah. you gotta you gotta jump on that train, and you're gonna get left behind. Cause oh, I do see yeah. Yeah. I do see copywriters like on LinkedIn, etc., who are like, I don't touch AI. I haven't looked at it and I never will. It's like I I'm impressed by your like <laughs> devotion to the craft, but it feels like you kind of need to get on board with it if it's not going to replace us you need to be using it as a tool to like add value and to add efficiency and speed to what you're doing because otherwise you're going to be like so far behind the rest of us because like i said we jumped on it pretty quickly
0: yeah and i think you know i listen to a bunch of other podcasts like a lot of people do obviously and we you know you there's a lot of talk about ai and using it in your daily job and there's talk about like how much more effective it makes you, right? And the thing that I hear the most is like, it makes a regular engineer a 10X engineer or a 10X developer, right, or whatever it is, right? And they'll say like, oh, it makes you 30% more productive, right, or, you know, increases efficiency by 30%. And that number keeps being bandied about, I don't know where it's coming from necessarily, but maybe it's just this anecdotal number. But regardless, to your point, I think no matter what you do, you need to be paying attention to what AI can do so that you aren't left behind, Absolutely. right? Yeah. Um, you need to be able to figure out how do I incorporate it into your work? And so, I mean, it's literally everywhere you look, you know, Notion, Grammarly, Hootsuite, um, you know, I mean, all these other apps are using it and they're embedding it in different ways. Some are... <clears throat> Thin implementation some are thicker or deeper into in, into their product right but i think um, from a marketing perspective i think the things maybe we can just talk about a couple of different things about maybe how we've used it or and what, what we think the benefits or the pros and cons are of each of these in- instances but um maybe this is the first one that we've, we've tried before is like a blog article Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can come up with a bunch of different prompts and you know, an engineer, different prompts for ChatGPT or these other platforms um, to create a brand new article for you. There are like um, layers that sit on top of ChatGPT, like Chrome extensions that like have prompts and you just put in the keyword and the URL that you're trying to beat and it will generate this human generated or, you know, <laughs> uh, um, human-like article. Mm-hmm. But in my experience those articles are either wrong like factually wrong or they're just plain out bad and i'm just wondering like what's your experience and what's your perspective on that
1: yeah i i mean it'll become very clear over this podcast that i don't think chat is a very good copywriter now at the moment as it stands mm-hmm. i've never been like wow What a great article or what a great phrase that you've chosen there, ChatGPT. It's still like kind of a painful experience for me to read what it writes. Um, But we did start with blog posts, like you said, because we're a pretty small team. And we were like obviously going to jump on the opportunity to make my life easier and maybe increase our output with AI. So we looked into it pretty pretty quickly. Um and we've done it a little bit. I would say I typically end up writing most of it, but it's helpful for outlining. It's helpful for coming up with ideas for things. Like that's probably the thing I use it the most for is if I'm trying to come up with an creative idea of some kind, it's just kind of me sitting on my swively chair going in circles and staring at a wall and like waiting for the ideas to come to me and sometimes nothing comes to me and i'm in a different time zone to everyone else we're a very small team i don't really have a group of people i can go to and be like let's let's collaborate let's bounce ideas off of each other so i have found myself going to chat gpt these days and just being like and it's with like resignation it's with a sigh i'm going like what do you have, I guess, GPT? Like, what do you think? And then it, like, gives me some garbage. And sometimes, though, it's, like, a different perspective, which I think is just always helpful. It can give you a different yeah. perspective. It can give you something you haven't thought of. And then I can, like, take that path to something good. That's the thing that I use the most for. I think the thing it's probably the best at is, and could probably take the job of someone if this was their job, is if you're writing something tedious, but that's like formulaic or like uh, templated. I can't think of the word right now, but it's like dull. Like if what you're writing is dull and doesn't require much creativity, or like we have a very specific brand voice, which is where ChatGPT fails me most of the time Mm because it just does not get it and it's cringy and horrific. Um, But if you didn't need that, If you just like anyone could kind of fill in the blanks. Excellent. Good at that.
0: Yeah. So I think um, a couple of things you said there. So like when you said tedious and dull, the first type of marketing copywriting that comes to my mind that fits in the tedious and dull category or checks those boxes are like responsive search ads in Google, Mm -hmm. right? Where Mm -hmm. they're, they are somewhat formulaic in that they have a character limit and um you know it will mix and match by the nature of those rsas they'll mix and match the headlines to kind of fit um i think you know i've used in the past to say like hey give me 30 ideas for headlines that meet these criteria for this page whatever right but most of them I'll get 30 responses or, you know, answers generated by chat GPT and I'll get like maybe two of them are okay. If i edit them. Yeah. I don't know if that's a failing of me or, or the, or the, or the bots at the moment, but um, I agree with you. I think that's a good place to start, but I don't think that it has very good um, copywriting skill at the moment to really connect with somebody. And so, yeah,
1: There's a lot more that it can't do than it can do right now,
0: I would say for sure. Yeah. Now, I mean, like, this isn't just supposed to be this, you know, open AI, chat GPT, you know, bash party here. Because I think, you know, relatively speaking, it's early on, right? It's very impressive. It's very impressive for what it can do. I mean, I've seen some of the things that I've done that I'm like, wow, like, that's really impressive. But I think... um. And we'll talk a little bit later maybe about some use cases where we think it does work really well. But in terms of copywriting, I'd love to get your take on this. The thing that's always missing for me is like you and other copywriters will have amassed insight around a specific brand, right? Mm -hmm. Unless you've trained some LLM for your own ChatGPT, right? on your brand voice and your customer and your target personas the thing that's always missing for me the biggest one is like the empathy for the customer right which I think yeah. is super important you know I mean like do you think we'll ever get to a point where it will you know AI will be able to like have empathy for our our audience or your customer I hope our audience not.
1: I hope not. I think at that point, the robots are taking over. I don't think robots are supposed to have empathy. That's a scary place to be. Um, but it, yeah, it's one of the, one of the huge things I think that makes it not the best copywriter is like, can a robot put itself in the shoes of your customer? And I think the answer to that is hopefully no.
0: So, Um, you know, I think along the lines of, I, I agree with you. Like, it's, I mean, I should never say never, right? But like right now, I have a hard time envisioning the AI models getting so good that they clearly understand your target audience and your per- target personas, unless you train them like crazy on that, right? Yes. Um, to have that empathy. The one thing that I have seen, though, in just playing around with it, they can... F- with enough information out there, they can kind of figure out the brand voice in some cases for some brands.
1: Yeah, I think if you have, I think there are some voices that are easier to explain. Yes. It doesn't get ours right ever. Um, like I'll give it examples. I'll say like, I'll try and describe it. I'm like, it's witty, it's friendly, but it's informative, it's fun. And it just gives like the most cringe dance ever. But I, I think I was saying this to you, one of the big things for me is that when you're asking AI to write copy, the things it's considering are, does my answer match the prompt? That's kind of it. So Mm -hmm. again, it's very much what you're putting into is what you're going to get out of it. But like the things a copywriter is considering, there's like a million of them. It's like, does it match our brand voice? Does it match our overall like company messaging and positioning? Does it convey the specific message that we're trying to convey? Is it clear? Is it concise? Is it snappy? Is it sticky? Is it engaging like does it add value? Is it like inappropriate or is it like inadvertently offensive or like insensitive to something that's happening in the world right now that the AI doesn't know about? Like does it work with the design? Does it need to be longer or shorter to look good? with the way it's gonna be presented. Like, has it been done before? There's so many things that behind like a one sentence message I have thought about that no one else had to think about because it's my job to think about it. So you might not know that that's been thought about, but I don't imagine the robot is thinking about that.
0: So a question for you. So I think, you know, for those of us who aren't copywriters, Right. Mm-hmm. We will write a maybe a short brief. That brief, the creative brief may or may not be any good. Right. Yeah. Hopefully it gives you a little bit of direction of what we're trying to accomplish with a campaign or a product landing page, etc. cetera. Right. But we send that off to you to copywriters like yourself. And then some amount of time goes by and we get back, like in your case, like amazing first drafts that require very little edits for to, before they go final. Right. But I'm curious, maybe just for all the other marketers out there who don't write the copy, but write the briefs, can you tell us a little bit about like what goes into the prep work that you do that an AI is never going to do? Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, a lot of it, is what you were sort of talking about before, where I just already have such a broad understanding of this company and the message. And like, I almost don't need to research sometimes because I know it all. Like I know exactly the benefit, know exactly the feature I'm going to talk about in this instance. Like I know it all. Yeah. And sometimes you get like, half a brief I feel like this is a copywriter experience everyone's had not not you Mike historically I've gotten you know pretty like (laughs) half-hearted briefs and you just have to kind of go okay I feel like either I'm just gonna have to use my experience and my common sense to fill in the gaps here and create something that I think you want or sometimes it's I don't think you want what you think you want. And I think I know what you actually want. And so you say, I hear what you've said and I'm going to incorporate as much of that into it that I think you'll want. But here's something different that's better. And usually it's fine. Usually no one <laughs> even mentions that I've changed the brief because it's just like one of those things that you get a feel for it. Like you said, there's something human to good copywriting. It's, I think, Often what makes you want to like click or buy something is like weirdly human. It's like a psychological thing because good copywriting involves human emotion and it also like plays on it. And so I think bringing, you like bring your humanity to it. You bring your experiences to it. You put yourself in the shoe of the person, the the audience, and also obviously you're speaking for the brand. So you're kind of just got to be across what everyone thinks and wants, and then somehow craft something in the middle that works in terms of character limit positioning on the page. Um, and then all the things I said before, is it snappy? Is it witty? Is it concise? Is it, you know, all these millions of other things. Yeah. And then hopefully does none of that show on the page? Cause it just looks really easy and like communicates the thing that I wanted super clearly.
0: Yeah. You know, kind of anecdotally, I've talked to a couple of of, uh, former colleagues who are also responsible for, you know, content creation for not only their website in some cases, but another colleague of mine, she is at an agency. And so she's constantly working with a bunch of different clients. And I asked her, like, what are you doing for those other clients? you know, are they pushing you to use AI? Are they pushing you? Are you getting pressure from them to like lower your rates or their costs? Cause like this last year, everyone in B2B is like really kind of getting cost conscious and I'm like, what's, what's your approach there? And she was like, we would, we tried it, but we would never try to pass off an article written solely by AI for (laughs) the purposes of like a blog or a product page for SEO purposes, right? For a client. Yeah. Um, and they would, she, she was very clear, like they wouldn't say that it was written by a human and then not be written by a human, but like they wouldn't even send it over because it would hurt the, it would hurt the client, it would hurt their reputation. And they just yeah. wouldn't do it yet. Um, but they're trying it, but not good so far.
1: Yeah, and I think, I don't know if we've said this yet, but I think a huge part of it is the amount of human oversight you need to get anything good out of it is so hefty right now. Like, it's not it's not like a CEO or a creative director could just fire their copywriters because they're like, I'll just get AI to do it and I'll lightly edit it. It's like you have to basically know exactly what you want to get it out of AI for starters. And then you have to edit it pretty heavily at the end. So it's you know it's still a slog to as someone who has seen a blog article written by ChatGPT, it's not like the easiest task it's very much like good chat good try chat Beach. thank you thank you ChatGPT. i appreciate i appreciate the attempt let me completely rewrite this whole thing
0: yeah i mean we could probably keep going on and on but i think we would come back to the same conclusion that i think you know the question that we're trying to answer today is do we think AI is going to replace human copywriters. And I think my answer today is like, I'm not looking to get rid of any human copywriters. <laughs> and I think it's going to happen <laughs> widely yet for or in quite yeah. some time. So.
1: Yeah. I think the answer is definitely not yet. And I don't see how they could be completely replaced ever. Yeah. But, you know, we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah. Well, I think I'm, I'm in the no camp that it's not going to happen. And I'm going <laughs> to be on that side of history. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But that's the side I'm going to be on.
1: Let's stick with that. I like that one. I like it.
0: All right. Well, hey, I think that wraps up this topic for today. And so appreciate everybody who's joined us. Um, for Leah, my name is Mike. Appreciate your time today. And we'll see you next time.
1: Bye. Oh.